seven or eight years has decreased like 7%. And uh, we live in a time and age when people have just quit believing, which is dangerous. And uh, I am so glad to be a part of a church that is still believing and still dedicated to the Word of God. Because if anything's going to change this world, our nation, or anything else, it would be the Word of God and people pray. Because only Jesus has got the power and authority to change things. And also, we are so grateful for the people who work in our Sunday school. I'm talking about all the teachers, the assistant teachers. I'm talking about the members who come, which is very important. We uh, have a wealth of knowledge in our Sunday school of people who know the Bible and who teach the Bible. And these are people who have been very dedicated to the teaching of God's Word for many years. They've been dedicated to helping children. They have been dedicated to helping teenagers. And it goes way beyond words that I can express. And I just feel like in today's world, what's needed most is hearing what Christ is doing in people's lives. So we dedicated today to testimonies, and we'll be doing it again next week at the 830 service before the graduation service. But I'm grateful to all of our Sunday school workers because it's you who make it happen, not me. And I just want to let you know that we are going to stay for God's word, that it's not to be changed. Because if our children have any chance in today's world, we have got to get them associated in God's word. We've got to get them in prayer. And we need to bring them into the house of the Lord so they will learn and get the message that we love them and God loves them. Because that is their only hope. This morning, we have uh, two speakers. We have Linda Hatcher, who is a Sunday school teacher and also has other positions in the church. We also have Michael Brandon, who is also a Sunday school teacher and has other positions in the church. These are hardworking people. But we are grateful for them the volunteering this morning, and uh, we look forward to hearing what they have to say. So, Linda, if you'll come first, and then Michael. like Tracy did last Sunday. We use a lot of people out there. <laughs> um, can we go to the Lord in prayer? Oh, gracious Heavenly Father, I ask you to forgive me of any wrongdoing within my heart, my mind, my soul, and to help this morning that I may say what you'd have me to share. And I ask, oh Lord, that it may be a witness to someone that they may be more dedicated to you and they may dig deeper in the scriptures and search their lives to find things for you to do, for them to do for you. Thank you for this opportunity again, Lord Jesus. In thy name we pray. Amen. My first remembrance of um, (coughs) church members being missionaries were back in the early 50s when my father was involved in an automobile accident and uh, he was hit by a drunk driver and nearly killed. The church members and the deacons stepped in. The deacons were there to take my mom to Duke and the members took care of Francis and myself. They were there. And to me, that's what uh, I believe a Christian is. A true missionary is a Christian in action. Um... 
I saw it then in those members, and I see it here at Theresa today. In spring of 1959, in the spring revival, I found joy and salvation through Jesus Christ and made a profession of faith and have tried to grow since then because I wanted to be a missionary. I wanted to be one of those Christians in action. I found as God leads his children, they touch other lives, and it continues on, one touches on one. I believe God has called us all to be Christians in action. In the early 80s, there was a book study here, uh, Experiencing God, that uh, your mom taught, Tim. And that was one of the first Bible studies I remember being taught other than on Wednesday night. And God worked through that. It, it taught me to look around to see where God was and try to be involved in what he'd have for me to do. To look for God and to see where he was working. I'm a transplant here. Uh, I came in 1966, and being young, I had uh, didn't know any better. I made um, an effort to let the pastor know I was willing to do whatever they wanted me to do because I wanted something to do. So he immediately found a group of junior boys that needed a Sunday school teacher. <laughs> that was fun. And I see Rook's not here this morning, but uh, I don't know how many of them are still here. I may have driven them all away. But we, we had a good time together uh, in the scriptures and getting lost at Hager's Mountain. But uh, we found our way back down here. But during that time, we studied um, the blueprints of God. And we used the scripture from Matthew 28, 19 and 20. Go ye therefore and teach all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Ghost, teaching them to observe all things whatsoever I have commanded you. And lo, I am with you always, even unto the end of the world. Amen. Go ye therefore and teach. That goes to each one of us. He, he didn't say that it was to any specific group or any certain one but to all Christians, all believers, to go ye therefore and teach. And that could mean here. <clears throat> uh, the Bible studies and our Sunday school have so much enrichment. And uh, I've been involved in the Tuesday night Bible studies. We had studied uh, Wonderstruck, and it really had gotten to me. See how God is moving. It reminded me again of experiencing God because sometimes... We have a tendency to forget things, or we just slide backwards and regress. But again, I was looking to see where was God, what was God doing, what could I do to help him. And that study really touched me. And then in November, I had a situation to come up, and I asked God, okay, where are you in this? And then we started studying um, Fight back with joy. And I asked myself, okay, God, where are you when my grandchild has cancer? And she told me. She said, God's got this. And my faith grew through that. And I have seen how God has worked in so many other Bible studies. Um, 
got off my notes. My knowing God's in control was one thing, but being joyful as going through this with my family was a completely different thing. It was questionable to me. But the more I saw the Christians, and not just our church, but all over the county and also in Durham County and outward, I have seen Christians bond together and the things that they have done and continue to do. Showing God's joy of our salvation, working through them. I've seen true miracles happen. Things that would, you would think, don't understand this. And I step back and I think, God's in there. God has made it happen. And God has given us peace. And I've seen it so many times before, how Christians bond together. In my life, I have seen it. They have looked around and they've seen the need and put it to action. One of my favorite psalms is Psalms 100. Make a joyful noise unto the Lord, all ye lands. Serve the Lord with gladness. Come before his presence with singing. Know ye the Lord. He is God. It is he that has made us and not we ourselves. We are his people and the sheep of his pasture. Enter into his gates with thanksgiving and into his courts with praise. Be thankful unto him and bless his name. For the Lord is good, his mercy is everlasting, and its truth endures to all generations. In GAs, we had to pick a psalm, and that was the one that was supposed to, I was to carry through my life, and I have clung th- to it. Yesterday in the devotion, I think, okay, Lord, uh, you're just telling me uh, to keep going with what I had picked out because I decided in the middle of the week whatever notes I had had to be trashed and start all over again. But uh, yesterday, if you have the word, the devotion, was stop trying to control everything. And it had uh, three points. Understand that you're not an independent, self-sufficient being. We're not because God is there for us. And it quotes Psalms 100, verse 3. We are his people and the sheep of his pasture. Sheep cannot take care of themselves. They need shepherd to feed them, lead them, protect them. And I thought, I've often wondered, why would he refer to us as a, a sheep? They're pretty dumb creatures. But then I got to thinking, you know, they, they won't even drink out of a stream that has ripples in it. The shepherd would have to cup the water for them to drink it. They would just stand on the riverbank. But they knew the voice of the shepherd. They follow that one voice. They're there for him. The second point was, when the unexpected happens, practice responding calmly. God's never taken by surprise. What seems like a crisis is often an opportunity for him to demonstrate his love and care for you. And I've seen it in the hearts of the people here and all of them. The third point was focus on the internal and leave the external to God. We oftentimes like to change things around us. Once you settle within yourself, you'll be able to stop stressing out 
Take a deep breath to slow down your adrenaline. Send up a silent prayer. Then turn the problem over to God. Realize that his plans for your life has not been derailed. And in Psalms 139, he says, You saw me before I was born. Every day of my life was recorded in your book. Every moment was laid out before a single day had passed. He already knows. And I see where the literature is out, the new literature. Take time. If it's just a a short devotion, the word is short. Just a few minutes with the Lord. Um, I think of the the training in the Bible study that I have had over the years, and I think of the training union that we used to have, and now we call it Awanas. And I learned Second uh, Timothy 2.15. It's kind of tough for me with the Awanas when they go reciting Second Timothy 2.15. I still know it in King James, and they're learning a different version. But... Um, I learned it study to show thyself approved unto God. A workman need not be ashamed, rightly dividing the word of truth. So it's important that we get into the word. We apply it to our lives so we can help teach others. There's been, been many bad times in my life, but there have been a, many, many more good times. But never have I been left alone in any of it. There's always been Christ and his Christians, his missionaries in action. Although at times I try to take things out of his hands, he's been patient. Uh, I think of the song that Thomas Chisholm wrote, um, Great is Thy Faithfulness. And oftentimes we see the songs were written out of uh, duress or, or something dramatic was happening in their lives and these words came to them. But he had been in the word of the Lord. He was a Christian. And these words came to him because of his closeness with Christ. There was no dramatics. These were just his day-to-day living with Christ. He also wrote, living for Jesus. And that's what our theme should be each and every day. But what I really wanted to say to our church was to to study, to be involved in Sunday school. There are so many Bible studies that are being offered now. I think it's absolutely wonderful. Um, The one during the day, the one on Tuesday night, anonymous. Have you ever felt like uh, what you were doing didn't make a difference? There are women of the Bible that what they were done, what they did, they may have been criticized for, but Jesus knew that purpose. So it's important that we do what God calls us to do. Um, I thank you for offering the Sunday school and Bible study, the Awanas and the mission groups. I thank God for working through the people here at Theresa Baptist Church and truly making it a missionary church. And you may not be aware, but our full name is Theresa Southern Missionary Baptist Church. And I truly feel as if the members here have fulfilled that. Please become involved in the Bible study, if not in Sunday school, in some of the other Bible studies in some form. If you just take time to be with the Lord yourself during the day for a refreshing of the mind and the soul, we need it. 
be a missionary, be a Christian in action. There are many opportunities available, whether independently to a neighbor next door or someone you meet in the grocery store or involved in our mission groups. Michelle keeps giving you a copy of the mission's opportunities. And the trips are shorter now, so it's no excuse for everybody to want to go. But experience the joy of your salvation. Fight back with joy. And it will never let you go because Christ is eternal. I'd like to start with prayer. Heavenly Father, I come to you this morning just to guide my heart and my mind, Lord, to say what I need to say, Lord. And just uh, as we go out here today, let us shine our light on everybody we meet. All these things I ask in Jesus' name. Amen. First off, I just want to say thank you to everybody here. This service and next service. The Lord has blessed me beyond measure. More than I could ever show y'all through the ordeal we've been through this last few months. But God's good. He's done miraculous things. Yesterday, for the first time since the surgery, Mickey was able to put weight on her leg and take a step. It's been a trial, uh, but the Lord's got it in his hands. And from the beginning, from November 6th on the day of the diagnosis, I knew that it was in his hands. I won't worry about cost, nothing. I'd have paid it one way or another. But the good Lord took care of us very well. Uh, getting back to Sunday school, uh, Sunday school to me, I, I did not grow up in church. I was kind of spotty here and there. My first remembrance, though, of going to church was Sunday school. Uh, my sister took me out to Timberlake out there before they had a main church. They were in the white building out at the end of the old Helena school. And I remember, don't remember exactly what the little thing was, but we were doing a craft. And the little craft was on a sponge. You know, just painting the hill of Mount Calvary. I don't know if it was Easter weekend or what, you know, but painting that on a sponge, and then we'd put it in the water and watch it expand, you know. And going back to Mickey's thing, um, the first people usually that show up when you do have problems are your uh, Sunday school class. Um, You meet these people weekly. You have class with them. You know them. You build relationships. And they were the first ones there to help us out. They cleaned yard. They worked on build, putting a ramp on the deck, which that was part of the uh, outreach folks, too. Uh, but those situations, you build those uh, relationships with these people, and you, you're there with them. Um, these guys down on the front row, just watching them this morning, um, you know, I remember being nine years old, and the preacher used to come pick us up in the neighborhood. And it's three nine-year-old boys that the preacher's wife's trying to keep hemmed up in Sunday school, you know, just trying to get us a little lesson. But 
you know, in corporate worship, they're sitting here and it's all they can do to be still because they know, you know, it'll all be bad when they get out if they don't and they're not quiet. But they can go to Sunday school and kind of be themselves and they get to do, you know, the fun stuff. And that's what gets them here and that's what keeps them here and gets them back. Um, and teaching. If, if you ever have the ability, ever have the thought of teaching, really start with there. It's easier with them because if if you make a mistake, they're not as e- they're not going to know it as easily as somebody else will, and and it'll teach you how to keep a class together because if you can keep them keep their attention span for that forty five minutes, then you you you've done a good job for the day. Um, really, again, just to to express how much I really I I just want to say thank you again for everything y'all have done for us. Um, in the Sunday school, like I said, if, if you're not involved either with a class or with teaching or just doing anything, please do. Because it, it, to me, that when you come to church, that is where you build your closest relationships with everybody here. Um, it just, to me, when you come in on Sunday and you greet these people and you see everybody that's here, and you get together and you talk and you hash out stuff in Sunday school classes that you can't do in here. Um, like I said, the kids themselves, just being able to bring them together and get them in and just kind of corral them and have the fun time with them when you do start, if you do decide to start teaching a class. To me, that that's the ultimate. Um, I didn't, I didn't, I don't even know what I brought that for. <laughs> uh, but... Again, uh, our Sunday school's been around for a long time. I'm like Linda, I was a transplant. Uh, I come here, really didn't do Sunday school until probably 15 years ago. So, But the class I'm in now, it's wonderful. We, we, we know each other. We're very diverse. We got a lot of different people in there. You learn a lot of stuff that you didn't know. Uh, you get to talk about things and see different viewpoints of the Bible and situations in the world today. Uh, a lot of times I'm te- helping teach an adult class, which I hadn't been in there recently. But uh, in the adult class, uh, you always, I'm always got butterflies before going in, just because I don't know what you know the Lord's going to lead me to do. But if you pray and you you read the scriptures and you keep up with the lessons, the Lord will put it on your heart what you need to say. Um, it's been kind of tough this morning getting through this, but Lord, uh, he, he did it again. He brought me through. Like I said, God is good, and um, I appreciate everything y'all have done, and I just want to say thank y'all, and thank you for being the best church family anybody could ever ask for. I'm not scheduled to speak this morning, but... As I was sitting there listening to, to Linda and to Mike, the thought dawned on me, who is the first person that I ever heard give a testimony? Who is the first person that you ever heard give a testimony about God's goodness? And I have thought and I thought and I finally remember who it was. I, I went to church so seldom I didn't go to preaching because I didn't want to hear a preacher preach. The first person I heard give a testimony was a Sunday school teacher for the senior high boys. And this was right before I got saved. And I don't mind using that expression, got saved. His name was Bill Ward. 
an older man, gray-headed, retired farmer. And he was pretty blunt and pretty straightforward. And he would tell us what was right, and he would tell us what was wrong. And he would tell us that you can make a lot of mistakes in life, but God will forgive you. There was always something about that man that you couldn't deny, and that is that he had a real experience with Jesus Christ, and he's walking with him daily. And I hope that is a testimony of all of us here, that we know the Lord, we know how faithful he is, that he is always with us, that he not only has saved us, but he's watching over us every single day, and that he loves us. And I hope that we will share that testimony with those around us because many do not yet know the Lord Jesus Christ. And he wants us to speak as his witnesses. And may we do that. Our hymn of invitation this morning, and I don't have my glasses on, is number 98, Come Thou Fount of Every Blessing. As we stand together and and sing, the altar is going to be open. Uh, You don't have to speak to me if you want to just come down and, and bow in the presence of the Lord and thank him, not simply for our church, but his faithfulness to each and every one of us through this church. And may we commit ourselves in a greater way than ever before. Just because we're 81 years old, I hope you're not getting tired of being Teresa Baptist Church because the Lord has not run out of energy, he has not run out of power, and he has not run out of work for us to do. And I hope that we'll be found faithful to him. Number 98, let's stand as we sing.